Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson. And I'm Hannah Harshi. And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast. And this week, Michigan basketball could be worse, I guess. That's a good way to sum up the last two games, <laughs> in I mean, all honesty. I it would, could be worse. I would say they're good. I would maybe, like, gritty, tough, tenacious, can win when things look bad, overcome adversity, resilient tough yeah i think that encompasses michigan basketball okay and adorable cute Definitely precious cute and adorable. sweet little tiny little babies who go out there and play basketball with their best friends Aww. so obviously yesterday was the rutgers game um so when we were like building this outline i guess for the podcast <laughs> we're trying to like figure out what was the game before? And it was Indiana. And we're like, okay, what happened during Indiana? Mostly because I feel like the Rutgers game was, like, high stress because everything was just ugly and sloppy. And it was a road game, so we're just kind of like, mm. But Indiana, we won 89-65. to 65 And was that Sunday? I think it was Sunday. And we had our pool party, but without the E. And we kind of lost an Isaiah along the way, too. Well, we... To the deep end. Like yeah, Isaiah fell, fell into the deep end, but, like, he and got like back out, but then apparently, like, he shouldn't have... I don't he, think he, he should have, like... I think he just wanted to show that he was, like, tough and tenacious and, like, gritty. But in yeah. all honesty, we're up by, like, 20-something points, and it's like, you don't have to go back out there. That was the thing, so I guess we'll just get into that. So during the <laughs> Indiana game, um, early in the second half, maybe? Or late in the first? At some point... I think it was the second. Second yeah, half. Second half. Um, Isaiah Livers, he was on the other side of the court, so I didn't see what happened, but it sounds like he like rolled his ankle. People were saying maybe it was a sprain. Um, mm-hmm. He looked like he was in a lot of pain, and we've seen him get injured a few times this year. We know how he responds to injury. We kind of know his like his response to pain, and that was like some of the worst like in pain that I've seen him. He was just wincing. Mm-hmm. Um, he it went hurts. into the locker room. And then he came back out, and he was kind of smiling, and then he went back into the game, and we were up by double digits. And, yeah, it really did feel like he was trying to prove something, because Mm -hmm. in all honesty, even if he hadn't gotten injured, he probably wouldn't have been in right then. We probably would have been giving other people a chance to play. But I think he probably insisted to Juwan, like, no, I want to go in. That's a good point. He also, where the trainer is, and um, is, like, right in that corner where we kind of sit, so he basically, like, sat down, like, a few rows in front of us, and he... Just looked in, like, so much pain. But, like, rolling your ankle or, like, spraining it, it is – it hurts so yeah, bad. And the fact that he was weight-bearing at all was, like, pretty impressive to me. But also that was probably just from, like, adrenaline and that kind of thing because even I have been, like, weight-bearing on my ankles. I broke mine, though, so. Mm-hmm. But, but I think much... that's – like, I think that was good for him to, like, at least go get out of the game while he could. But being able to bear any weight on it was – don't worry about it too much. If it's a sprain, which I think is what it is because he didn't, like, really ruin that much. Um, and hopefully, like, the swelling will go away to, like, show, like, what actually is going on, like, in his ankle area, which is, like, or foot, which is, I assume, was where the injury was. Um, it should be good within a few days. Like, I was off my crutches after I fell down the stairs freshman year here at Michigan in, like, a week. I was walking again. How does the pain of an ankle sprain compare to the pain of the like groin shenanigan, shenanigans he's had going on? 
Because, like, I assume that what he did to his grin was also very painful, mm-hmm. but he looked like he was in more pain this time around. And it might have just been pure frustration because he keeps getting re-injured. That might, be, that might be what it is, too. I don't... I think... I don't... I haven't hurt my, like, groin, so I, like, don't necessarily know, like, what that... What? Oh, yeah, you kind of, like, have the, like... Go ahead. Okay, I think, like... So, Anthony from Maze and Brew was tweeting hashtag groins for livers when he re-injured his groin, because we're all like, we have healthy groins, like, we can just trade, like, we don't really need our groins, like, I don't need my groin to podcast. (laughs) And then, when Isaiah was healthy again, I was walking around, and, like, I had, like, a lack of mobility in my, like, left leg, like, it was hard to, like, move in my groin area, and I was like, oh... Okay, that's okay. Like, I guess it happened. I guess I said I traded groins. I mean, that's, that's what I got to do. All in for the team. Yeah. Well, when I fell down the stairs, I couldn't put any weight on it. It hurt so bad. And I also, like, kind of blacked out from the pain. So, like, I couldn't see. So, it hurts a lot. Mostly because, like, your ankle isn't supposed to move that way. And, like, it's putting a lot of, like, force on your, like, muscles and tendons down there because they're so small they can't really bear that much force Mm -hmm. so like when a lot of it is exerted on them they're like "Mm -mm." and it it hurts a lot i couldn't put weight on my foot for like a week it hurts so bad and bates doesn't have any elevators so i had to like hobble up and down the stairs (laughs) and my bed Uh, was lofted too uh, so i just got such a flashback to the north campus dorms Mm -hmm. Bursley had elevators, but you could get stuck Isaiah boot, so he could definitely... And I think that's also a good sign because it's just stabilizing the joint. He can walk on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had, like, a brace, so I couldn't really do much with it. Um, but a ankle boot that he's in is much more stable, and it should be good. I'm pretty sure, like, Charles Matthews was in and out of the boot, like, his last season, so... Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I, it doesn't seem as dire as, like, the initial groin injury... I still, like, don't think he'll play against Purdue, but that would just be me, like, because it's more of a precautionary and, like, we're we're getting almost to the Big Ten tournament. It's, like, two weeks away. So, like, I, in all honesty, just, like, heal that up. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, okay, so needless to say. Back to the game <laughs> as a whole, I guess. Isaiah Livers is probably our most important player. Mm-hmm. I think you could maybe debate that a little bit, but generally I think that's probably the case and you see it at our best when isaiah is out there yeah which we're, we're okay without him every person best. on twitter has tweeted like michigan is great with isaiah on the floor and we're like yes we're like true it's like very obvious like very blatantly obvious maybe we can see it best and my favorite part about the game is that we sh- we like just shot so well like we were 52 percent 52.9 from three I don't think I don't even know when the last time we shot above fifty percent from three, but that was insane. Um, and we were also shot fifty seven point four percent from the floor. And I don't know when the last time we shot above fifty percent from the floor too. In like one game, like yeah. I think that's why I kind of felt like the only thing that I could pay attention to was like Mo Wagner in the stands. <laughs> I think no matter how the game was going, we would have been paying yeah. attention to Mo. But that's like. True. Even without Mo there, which, like, we'll get into. Trust me, we'll get into. <laughs> but um, it was a fun game. It was it was just easy. It was fun. It kind of reminded me of the Michigan basketball that we saw in Atlantis. Um, yeah. It was just, like, fun and easy, and the shots were falling, and they were playing as a team, and they looked like they were having fun out there. Yeah. It was the first time since January that we scored above 80 points, so that was also really fun. Um, 
it was Franz's world, basically. Like, I don't know if that was because Mo was there or just because, like, it was just Franz just having a date. But um, he led us in points. He had 16 on the game, 8 rebounds. He had 5 fouls. Um, I only said that because, like, that was in Mo's Insta post. Um, and it was definitely probably a sight of, like, giggles between the two of them and i just think that's Aww. like when franz fouled out i was like i cannot wait to think about how mo is going to react to this <laughs> we saw mo react in real time but we didn't hear what he said yeah the, what he talked to his franz probably in like german yeah um brandon johns came off the bench because isaiah started this game um but he did pretty well himself he had 14 points on the game five rebounds he shot 100 from three he was three for three and I think when Brandon Johns is on, like, he's a major contributor to the game. And I think that he's, like, starting to, like, settle in really well. And, like, he's definitely, like, one of my favorite sophomores. Um, he's definitely ris- risen to the occasion and, like, has improved, like, substantially since the season started. Can I ask you to do something kind of evil? Actually, it's too evil. I might not. Okay, I don't really want to. I was going to ask you to rank the sophomores in no. order of personal preference. I think we kind of already know. Like, I'm very, like obvious about okay, it. Okay, can I guess yours? Okay, yeah, you can guess. David DeJulius. Uh-huh. Colin? No. Brandon? Mm-hmm. Colin? Mm-hmm. Adrian? Mm-hmm. But, like, you love all of them. I do. Okay, good. But there has to be a ranking. Yeah, I don't ranking. I don't think I have a ranking. That's good. But my least favorite is Iggy. If Iggy was here, I'm pretty sure he would be, like, three. I, He's my favorite on the court. I don't have anything <laughs> against him off the court. We just never developed an attachment to him. He was only here for he so was, long. He's like a dream. I don't, yeah, I, I don't feel like Iggy actually Anyways, Iggy wasn't there. Um, even though it was alumni night, um, which is probably, like, why Mo and, like, D-Walt were there. But, like, when they announced, like, the 2010s, like, no one we knew came out. So we're like, all right. But it was, like, basically everyone from, like, the 1970s onwards. And all we cared about really in the stands were... At least us in, like, Maze Rager. Like, maybe just me and Han was, like, everyone from the 2010s. Because, <laughs> like, like, All-Star Weekend was, like, in Chicago. It was, like, that's three hours away. Just come here. And the, the game during All-Star Weekend last year, like, I specifically remember. I Of, of course I remember. But that was the <laughs> game where, um, do you remember that really cute picture that was, like. Yes. Mo, DJ Wilson. With John. Duncan Robinson. Do you remember that photo with, like, Mo and Duncan and John? Yes. Was that Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the same. John Teske, yeah. I think Mm -hmm. it was John Beeline. But then there was also the picture where, like, DJ posted it and he was, like, family. And, like, I think Karis LeVert was there. Oh, I love Karis. And they're all standing there. And that was the day that, um... I was walking back from Zingerman's, and I saw Mo walking down the street heading your way, so I called you, and I was like, Mo's heading your way. Look out your window. And, and then, then you I saw him. him. Oh, yeah. That was so fun and eventful. Yeah. I but thought... in all honesty, like, it was funny because how we were talking about, like, Michigan's point guards um, on the previous podcast, and Hannah was like, is that D-Wall? And I was like, where? <laughs> I, and I looked I across the way, I was like, oh my god, that's D-Wall. Because <laughs> he so was walking out of the three tunnel. of the four of my favorite players of, like, Maybe of all Michigan, my Michigan um, tenure. Imagine if Trey Burke showed up. I would be four for four. It'd yeah. be so great. All my point guards in one place. <laughs> Remember Trey Burke? Yeah. On honestly, on like a daily occasion. Yeah. Um, but we're also still a big Austin Davis fans. He was in the game for 14 minutes against Indiana and nine points. Um, he was four for six in shooting. Um, Cole came in at the very end. So did a CJ Baird to a thunderous. 
applause, but Cole had a three, so I think that was really fun. And Xavier was inching closer and closer to 1,000 points, which brings us into Rutgers. <laughs> Ooh, that was suspenseful, like a little cliffhanger there. I liked mm-hmm. it. So what happened against Rutgers, Harley? So in true Xavier X, Y, I mean Zeph. <laughs> Zeph? Jeff? Zeph? Maybe Zeph. X Jeff fashion. Xavier scored his 1,000 points with a hook shot. And um, he's the first Michigan player to reach 1,000 points. And he was like, how many assists was it? 600? You just read it. I did. (laughs) I did. I'm so sorry. It was like a certain number of like assists, rebounds. Yeah. Yeah, 600 assists, 450 rebounds, and 150 steals. Um. So he's the first Michigan player to do that, the fourth Big Ten player to do that. So, like, it's a big deal. Um, and I love Xavier Simpson. So, like, I was so proud and was, like, sitting in Starbucks, like, don't cry. <laughs> but, like, what if, um, like, only so many of those points are Xavier Simpson and then some are Jeff Jackson? That's very true. So maybe, like, Xavier has to score more. Yeah. Well, to, like, is truly... Xavier still on the team? That's a it's up to for interpretation, honestly. Yeah. Maybe for, like... And also, like, <laughs> his freshman year, he was Xavier with an X. So, like, some of those were, like, <laughs> X's points. Yeah, and some, some of those were, like, points. Z's points, and some of them were just points. So, like, the who is Maybe he used to... Yeah. It's <laughs> a good point. Um, but we beat Rutgers, like, on the road, at the rack, 60-52. to Jalen was there. Yes, Rose, that is. Of the Fab Five, and it was like, well, tell me about the Fab Five mind. The mind? The yeah, Fab the, five? like, thing that you posted on Twitter. <laughs> no, I was like... They called it, like, Fab Five mind, so I thought, like, maybe you'd know. Oh, I didn't know they called it that. There was just this thing that um, Big Ten Network posted on Twitter that was, like... Fab Five mind. It was, like, Fab Five mind. It was, like, <laughs> um, Jawan Howard reacting to a play. He's the head coach also of the Fab Five. Well, he wasn't the head coach of the Fab Five, but he's, like, of the Fab Five, and he's the head coach. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jalen Rose of the Fab Five, current host. Yeah. If there was a coach of the Fab Five uh, within the Fab Five, who would the head coach be? Um. Okay, so, In all like, of your knowledge. In all of my knowledge, like, Jawan was kind of the recruiter because he was the first one who committed, and okay. then he, like, recruited all of them, so he was a head coach in that sense. Okay. I think motivation-wise, Jalen Rose was, like, the personality, but then on the court, Chris Webber. Like, because Chris Webber was, like, the leader on the court. Okay. So, maybe it was Chris Webber, but in terms of, like, maybe assistant coaching jobs, it was, like, Jalen yeah. and Jawan. Yeah. And so, like... Because Saudi does a lot of recruiting stuff. He, like, sits with That's them. true. A lot of times it does come down to assistant coaching. So, like, the two assistant coaches him. of the Fab Five were, like, <laughs> doing the same thing. I don't know how to describe it. They had, like, a side-by-side of their, like, facial expressions <laughs> reacting to a play, and they, like, had the same face, and, like, Twitter loved it, I guess. They were, like, telling someone to rebound or, like, get the rebound or reminding them to rebound, and it was really cute and adorable. It was really cute, and I love that they're still best friends, and I like that they, like, went, because usually we just kind of see, like, Jimmy King, like, zooming around. Jimmy King's always there. (laughs) My question is, like, does Jalen, like... Why did he go to that game? Is he based out of New York? That's what I was wondering. That's the only thing I assume. Well, most of ESPN is based out of Bristol, Connecticut, but I feel like a lot of them live in LA or New York, so I don't really know. It could be like one or the other. Yeah, even Connecticut. I was like, like, Connecticut isn't even that far away. Yeah, but I always like picture him in LA. 
my picture of missing you are. Jalen, if you're listening, where do you live? <laughs> I don't think you will tell us. Yeah, I know. I just want Jalen to notice me. I feel like I've done everything in life that it should take for a Jalen Rose to notice a person. <laughs> like, I don't think so. I literally have, like, I know people who know him. I volunteer at his school every single week. I've just barely missed meeting him so many times because oh, he wow. comes to the thing that I volunteered to, just, like, not on the weeks that I'm there. Well, I know. Okay, whatever. Life is just a bunch of moments that you have missed. (laughs) Um, So we ended Rutgers 17 game home win streak, um, which was nice because I didn't particularly feel like losing. (laughs) Um, And obviously because we're vying for um, seating and just overall standing in the Big Ten. Um, So getting a Big Ten road win is really nice and really difficult to do. Um. There was a lot of praise for Colin and David mm-hmm. um, during the game. I don't Castleton and DeJulius, respectively. Yeah. I guess I just say like I know I don't know why I felt the need to pop in with that. <laughs> just like to clarify for clarification's <laughs> sake. Not the other. What if we had two Collins on the team and it was like Colin C and Colin F? And like how it'd be like, like Isaiah L and like Isaiah T. Yeah. If Isaiah Liberty. I wish their then. jerseys had their first names because that would be really adorable. And then it would be like Isaiah L and Isaiah <laughs> T. T. <laughs> um, I didn't get to like see a whole lot of the game because I was working. Um, but I did like pull up the like stats as the game was going on, and I was like, ew. Um, mostly because. Our shooting was just so bad, but then I looked over at Rutgers, and it was just much worse, so I was like, all right, so this is why the score is the way that it is. Um, So just like I said against Indiana, we shot above 50% from the floor and from the three, but in this game against Rutgers from yesterday, we only shot 44%, which I guess is around like normally we are for the season average for um, the field goal percentage, but our three-point percent was like down to 26 basically like half of what we did last time and it was just it was I was like oh, how are we winning and then I looked over at Rutgers and I was like oh that makes sense they saw just 16% from the three and 34% so maybe that's a testament to our defense or maybe Rutgers was just having a really bad day I don't really know I'm gonna go with probably a combination of both because they definitely wanted to win and protect that like record breaking home winning streak for Rutgers um, is Rutgers basketball still like America's sweetheart? I, I like to first, think so. Okay, because especially I felt not like bad about it, but I was like I was rooting for Rutgers to get ranked this season, which yeah. they did, and then they like fell out of it promptly. But I think in terms of just like having like a little like cutesy like Big Ten team to like <laughs> pull for, <laughs> I would pick Rutgers. Yeah, same. Um, especially because like they don't really have like much else going for them. I. At least I don't think they do personally. Michael Dwumfor? Maybe he sounds. He found something like decent about Rutgers. So yeah, he maybe he. So maybe he knows something that we don't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Carrie texted me and he was like, "Why is Harley tweeting you? Didn't we win?" And I was like, "I was learning the renegade dance." (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, what was this? Oh, you already mentioned that. You mentioned this. Mm. I guess it was just like the usual, like Xavier and Fran show with like a little splash of like Eli Brooks 
with the splash, in all honesty. Um, <laughs> what? He had this, like, three. I don't know what you just said. He had this three that was, like, super, like, oh. to, like, solidify, like, the win for us, basically. And then he, like, dunked, and, like, a bunch of us were like, he could do that? And they're like, yeah, he could do that. He's like, Eli Brooks. And I'm I was like, sure. tall is that young man? Like, 6'2"? I feel like he's shorter I than that. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like whatever it says is wrong because I have seen that man on campus and there is no way that he it has six one. There is no way that he has five inches on me. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. How tall do you think Xavier Simpson really is? Because I have him listed at six foot. There's no way. He's also taller than me. There's <laughs> I no know. way. It's like I pass these guys on my way to okay, class. Okay, they're definitely taller than me, but, like, not by a substantial amount is, like, I guess is what I'm going at. They're definitely all taller than me. But, like, I feel like Eli Brooks is more than an inch taller than Xavier Simpson. You can see that out on the court. You see, if you're, like, around the, like, surrounding, like, humans, like, maybe we're in the, all in, in Mason Hall, because that's probably where they all convene. Yes. You can clearly see John Teske coming out, because he's probably bending down to get yes. into the building. He and, but like, if you look one over the sea of people, like, an Eli and a Xavier would, like, fit in amongst the crowd, and you wouldn't see them. Literally, that's what I'm saying. Like, I will walk to class and, like... Okay, like, so John Teske and there's a backup, like, a scout team quarterback named Michael Sesa. They're similar heights, and you can see them from a mile mm-hmm. away on campus. And, like, everyone is, like, literally anyone you talk to is, like, oh, John Teske is, like, everywhere I go. But that's just because he pops out of the crowd. Like, you notice him every time you see him. But I'll walk to class. Like, this one particular class I go to, John Teske and Isaiah Livers are always, like, walking there at the same time as me. And, like, I'll see John Teske from, like, a mile away and then, like, as I get closer, I'm like, oh, there's Isaiah Livers, too, like, right as I'm passing him. So, like, I don't know. Like, there is no way that all these guys are, like, that high over <laughs> six foot. Like, that's, like, like. That's what I was saying. They fit in amongst the crowd. Yeah. They're definitely taller than probably the average human being because they are just, I don't know. But, like, when you see them by themselves, you're, like, like, every time I see Eli, like, I'm, like, how? Yeah. <laughs> like, how? DJ Wilson looked tall. Oh, you can rec- you can also, also recognize like, DJ from like a mile away because he walks kind of weird. He does, and he was also lanky. Yeah. So like, you see him. I used to, yeah, I, I used to walk with him so long. North you all the time. He'd be crossing the diet. Like, I wish I could show you guys how I'm walking right now, but he like doesn't bend his legs when he walks, basically. But like moves like up and like his yeah he like torso <laughs> moves up and down, but his like legs. Yes, I know what you're talking about. I can picture it very clearly. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, I mentioned a little bit about Colin. I feel like it was mostly, I don't know if it was, like, his defensive performance or just his general, like, presence that he had against Rutgers because he only had five points in, for the time that he was in, um, which is about, like, ten minutes, so good for him. Um, but, and there was a video of him after the Indiana game, Indiana, um, with him at the free throw line, um, just taking shots after the game. Um, that caught a lot of people's attention, and I was just wondering if Colin is, like, trying to build a case for himself, or is he, like, trying to, like, mm. grasp the moment that he has left here, maybe. I don't know what his plans are. Obviously, that's all maybe very, Rutgers. Like, very hush-hush, um, but we're all just kind of wondering and curious, mostly because of how well we're doing in recruiting for 2020, um, and obviously we're trying to figure out what spots need to become open um, and who will stay. So, 
I feel like Colin is one of those, like, on the bubble kind of thing. Like, yeah. will he stay? Will he go? He wouldn't I be feel, on a normal year. Yeah. I feel like he would. I don't know. I still kind of feel like he's leaning towards leaving, um, at least for me personally. But mostly just because of how, like, Austin Davis is doing and, like, we're getting Hunter in. So, like, any, and- like, role that he would have at the five is just kind of, like, negated there. So, like, he would have to, like, build a case for himself in any of the other four positions and I think those are pretty hammered down by like the recruits that we're bringing in and the rising seniors if Isaiah stays and um Brandon Johns and David DeJulius so yes I, I don't really and did I say the baby the freshman I think yeah, I did. yeah you did yeah I agree, and I think that it would be sad if Colin Castleton has to transfer because he's a good player, and you don't generally see situations like this where, like, good players who are getting some minutes are, like, well, I mean, I guess it it does happen. It definitely happens, but I just feel like for Michigan in a normal year, like, you would not expect someone like Colin Castleton to transfer, but at the same time, like, this is our new normal. Like, he was recruited by a different head coach than we have right now, and we have a million recruits coming in and only so many scholarships to give and it doesn't look like even if Colin Castleton does stay and there's room for him on the roster, same with Adrian Nunez, I don't know if they're going to get any playing time at a school like this. So I want them to flourish and thrive. But also, like, we have no idea what Juwan Howard has up his sleeve, and we'll get into this more in the crib corner. But, like, we wouldn't have guessed that he was developing Austin Davis into a player that's going to stay for a fifth year. Everyone figured he was, like, basically gone. So I don't know. Juwan Howard has, like, crazy things in his mind that we will only find out as they happen. And after this win against Rutgers, we've moved up to number 12 in the Kempom. Um, I do believe that it pulls us out of the, like, 6 to 10 seed range for the NCAA tournament, so I want to know your current takes for the Big Ten tournament that is coming up in two weeks and the NCAA tournament that is a month away, I believe, is what I saw a tweet. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, anything's possible. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, literally, at Big Ten okay, tournament. maybe we'll go back to, like, January, where things were dire. Yes. We had no Isaiah. We were losing left and right. Well, we still don't have an Isaiah. I didn't think we could make it out of the first round of the Big Ten tournament specifically. Yes. Um, and now I feel like we're kind of, I still kind of think we are at this moment, but I think we're a dark horse. Well, For both, maybe. Depends on if we have Isaiah. But obviously that's what everyone's been saying. Yeah, but like... But also is there a team? dominant team? Any, no. Like, in the Big Ten that's or in the we, NCAA? That's like, why we could be a dark horse. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm like. Because no one is on. I'm picturing the the tournament bracket, and I'm thinking through all the teams because I don't know what the bracket looks like yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so we, like, imagine in the first round we play Rutgers. Maybe. There's or probably in the I first round we play Penn State. In the top thirty in the Ken Palm. Or in the first game we play Indiana or Nebraska. Like any of these games, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Anyone could win. Like I could not tell you any game where I'm like, this person is even a clear favorite, let alone like give you like betting odds. Okay, here's what I would say. So for the Big Ten tournament, I feel like we wouldn't be like the like two the four teams that like play to like the first day that no one goes to or cares about because it's like the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. I don't think we would have been one of those teams. We would have been on, like, the second day. We yeah. would have lost that. And then whoever would have gone. Um, and then I didn't think if we Is this, were, These are your thoughts from January? Yes, from okay. January. Um, I feel like we could have maybe still been around the, like, 
table tossed around by the people. Um, but we, I think we still would have had to play to get in for the NCAA tournament back in January. Um, but now, when you see how we operate as a healthy team with Isaiah, a healthy Isaiah, I guess I should say, maybe praise for a healthy team as well. I mean, no one else get hurt. Um, I honestly think we could get through the first two rounds of the tournament. Like, for sure, end up in the Sweet 16, which is, like, weird. And also, this is, like, the most amateur basketball fan thing I've ever said in my life, but isn't it kind of weird that you only have to win two games to get in the Sweet 16? Like, I know that's how math works, mm-hmm. but sometimes you're like, yeah, we can make it out of the first two weeks. we could. And then you're like, wait, but that puts us in the Sweet 16. Yeah. I think we can definitely make it back to the Sweet 16. I just need to see how the brackets are drawn up, and even then, I probably won't know, but... So do you think we're one of the best 16 teams in the country, or do you just think that, like, it's March, so that we, like... That I think happen. we'll be back on a neutral floor. Mm-hmm. We've done pretty well the last, like, what, three, four years? In March. Um, In March. But, like, just in, like, those, like, two games specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes they're, like, the nail biters and, like, awful. But we still, like, survive in advance, you know? And, like... The Houston game. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about specifically. <laughs> I was like, um... But in the Oregon game um, from 2017. Well, we lost that game. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, those ones that, like, we, where we didn't necessarily make it out of the Sweet 16. Um, but we also didn't make it out of the Sweet 16 last year. We lost to Texas Tech. So, I just think that we could definitely, like, based off of, like, I think how this team could perform, we could definitely get to the Sweet 16. And um, if we... Make it to the Final Four. Are we personally going to Atlanta? I'm personally going to be in Atlanta. I don't know how I'll get there, but I also didn't know how I end up in San Antonio, and I did anyway. Oh, we'll, we'll find a way. I guarantee. <laughs> yeah. Last year, I was like dead set. Like I remember tweeting like in December. I was like, I oh, I need to start saving my money to go to <laughs> to go to the Final Four, and then we got knocked out of the Sweet Sixteen. I was like, oh, never mind. And also, we <laughs> we literally had plans to go watch Michigan play in the in the um. College football playoffs. We fully planned where we were going to stay. I hate it. Maybe it's, like, best to, like, not think about it. Let's not think about it anyway, so. Um, But (laughs) if on the off chance I have to be in Atlanta probably right before the, or around the first few days of April, you'll probably see me down there for whatever reason. I'll be on a business trip in Atlanta. I think I will be, too. baby. You want to carpool? You want to carpool? Justin Bieber's hometown. Former. It's like adopted hometown. Adopted. <laughs> <laughs> look up the uh, um things like, will look I think things will be better. Look up the rap ATL baby is where I reside. Or don't. No, you it's up to no, you. No, you can. So, okay, superlatives. Wow, this is <laughs> we've taken our time on this podcast. Um, okay. The vibes the, the vibes award goes to our very own Franz Wagner won the Big Ten freshman. Of the week again, I almost said of the year, but that's because Jace Howard tweeted a little asterisk Big Ten freshman of the year, which I think that's how we all feel. Yes. Um, will it actually happen? No, probably not, but he's our Big Ten freshman of the year. He's also our, like, well, he and Cole are our Big Ten freshmen of the team. <laughs> freshmen. Well, they're definitely the only two. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, Cole's award is. 
I don't know how you say that. Another coal, but the the E is a three because he had another three. He had a three. Mm-hmm. Um, Xavier's thousandth point award. Who does that award go to? Um, our very very own X. Jeff. Z. Um, whichever one. Our awards, our superlatives are getting really uncreative. <laughs> the I mo- think that's the like beauty of them. <laughs> we used to do like most likely to and stuff, and now we're like the Mo appeared award goes to. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> is the most important award go to Isaiah <laughs> the happy birthday award <laughs> maybe you should say that one uh DJ Wilson and Donovan Peoples Jones and I think I'm currently engaged in Twitter beef because a dude told me they're regular humans just like you and me and I was like no they're not they're Donovan Peoples Jones and DJ Wilson my I was two like, favorite also, people yeah I was like if you know anything about Han like these are like two very important people to him they're very important <laughs> people to me DBJ is the reason that my white sneakers became my like Rick sneakers <laughs> and then like you have like a DJ shrine in your apartment. Oh, it's threw away the DJ shrine. What? Yeah. She's gone? Yeah, she like... No way. I like walked in one day and like the, the DJ, DJ shrine was gone and then I looked at the tour chart and it was like Iz had checked off kitchen and I was like, are you kidding? After like two and a half years. DJ's gone? Um, he is like on the floor of my room. Oh, okay. I was like, is DJ away? No, 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 no. no. She, she threw away diving. like the majority of the shrine like the lights and like the picture of DJ okay. but his head is like... Yeah. I was about to freak out. I was like, oh my god. I know. It's been there for so long. I should have... Yeah, no. Anyways. Anyway, okay, the... um, (laughs) This award's stupid. (laughs) Okay, I will give out this award. The good award goes to the sweaters, because Mo posted this picture on Instagram where... It was, like, this horrible baby picture of him and Franz, like, worst quality photo I've ever seen in my life. Also, like, Franz is young, so, like, they had digital cameras by then. Actually, no, it was still... would have been on like regular film cameras but um they were like little blonde babies and mo had a sweater that was embroidered with the word moritz and franz had a sweater that was embroidered with the word franz and they were like standing and it was good that's why i got the good award because it was good <laughs> okay the putting in work award goes to colin Cassatin. we already explained that but he's been putting in the work and we're all seeing it and we're all appreciating it and we're all loving it Keep up the good work, Colin. The kinda elite award goes to X, which like we already kind for of the aforementioned like, yeah, for like, goals that he achieved <laughs> as a Michigan player and Big Ten player. So now we just quickly wanted to delve into the adventurous adventures of Mo, um, because Mo Wagner was at the Indiana game, mm-hmm. and for the duration of the second half, we just stared at him. That's a big mood. You just wanted to see how he would react to things. And he's like a very reactionary. Like I think we all know that. He, but his reactions were a little stimulus, and then like Mo responds. He was like, (laughs) but he also had like babies on his lap the whole time. Remember when he responded to the video of himself that they put up? Come on, Chrysler, let's get out. It was like an old video of him, like. In the like Michigan polo, and he like threw his head back and just like disbelieved. And he looked he so like, embarrassed. Oh my gosh, no! And it was the cutest thing in the whole wide world. We all love Mo. Like, if you're a Michigan fan, you love the Wagners. Like, he was to a like maybe a weird amount, but we all do. So it's like normal. He was also sitting courtside for all of like three minutes, maybe. And we, my hypothesis is that like 
he didn't realize you can just like if you're Mo Wagner just be like hey can I get courtside seats he probably was like checking StubHub like ah there are no seats available for the well there are plenty of seats available but like he probably bought his tickets on like Ticketmaster or StubHub that's my <laughs> that's my guess it sounds very Mo Wagner it's true because we saw like I think we said we saw Hannah saw DJ I almost said DJ D Wall uh, walk out and like sit basically in the front row um, with the courtside seats. And then, they, but before they even put D-Wall on the, like, big Jumbotron, they put Mo, and we're like, where the heck is Mo sitting? And he was, like, just, like, with the people. And, like, <laughs> and in, like, a Michigan hoodie. Like, yeah, he he was, just looked, like, so, like, normal he that, like, he was, like, unrecognizable. And I was like, oh, my God, when did you get here? And that's all I cared about for the rest of the game. Some lady came up to him with like a Go Franz sign, but it was like in German. I assume it said Go Franz, and he was like holding it up. And then he was like surrounded by little babies the whole time because everyone kept coming up to him for pictures. So he was like when, handing like, them. They were like presenting their like small children to Mo. And Mo was like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cute. He didn't really get a sec to watch the game though. He was mostly just like had kids crawling all over him. Um, okay, yeah. So like if we spot Mo again, we'll let you know. It's been a minute. We used to give our Mo sightings, but like, well, there has been. No mo, yes, because he is in Washington D.C. So like maybe we should all go like visit my home one day and like we'll see mo. Yeah. Um. Okay. So other Michigan sports news. Um. Speaking of Derek Walton Jr., who we all know and love, um, yes. he uh, got a ten-day contract from the Detroit Pistons. So they're currently playing the Milwaukee Bucks. So I don't know if DJ and D Wall are gonna like post a cute picture together. But I also don't know hands. if D Wall's like there yet i mean i assume he just like didn't leave because he was in michigan he's like that's a good point for him for like <laughs> he's from detroit securing too. a 10-day paycheck while he was here like visiting hey, his 10-day paycheck is <laughs> better than, better like... than mine i know <laughs> i know but did you anyway. see mo's quote where he was like um if you do what john beeline does it's gonna make you rich i got rich that's <laughs> like, very true <laughs> um, but speaking of John Beeline, he stepped down as head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, which we all saw coming because his team is mean to him and doesn't respect him, and he's the best coach in the world. And apparently he's getting another, like, administrative task. Or I don't know if it's administrative, but he's another also task. he's going to have a job within the Cavs organization. I don't know what that will be, but I'm kind of relieved that he won't be coaching a Big Ten team. Uh, that would have been just surreal to watch and kind of painful. But, I mean, I, like, always wish him the best. He's, like, probably one of my top ten favorite people in the world. I love him. Um, he just kind of, like, stinks. Yeah. Because we, like, vibed away. I mean, we all love John Beeline so much. And, like, I cried so much when he left. Yeah. Um, but And then I was just kind of frustrated at first because I was, like – I know he like this is like something he wanted to do. He wanted to coach at the next level, but also I was like, "Don't leave me." And then like, him just he's like stepped down like not even after a full year, and like now we're all like, not like moved on, but like kind of like holding hands with like Juwan now, and I'm like it hasn't even been a year yet, and I'm like, but I'm really excited about Juwan and all the like recruits. So it just feels weird. Like I feel weird emotionally right now. The the weirdness of it is that like. It worked out in the best timing for Michigan fans. Like, it worked out perfectly for yeah. us, but it, like, it went horribly for John Beeline. Yeah. And, and we, hurt. maybe that's it, what it is. Yeah. I'm just, I've been in a weird, like, emotional state about it. 
It's like, he's it just personally got to be like distraught. I mean, any person would be failing at your job. Like that's not what anyone wants to do. And he signed like what, like a six year contract? I have no idea. It was something like that. It, it just it just hurts my heart. Yeah, we love him. We'll send him a card. Um, there is something for everyone in Michigan athletics. We're kind of vibing in like all aspects of like winter dash spring sports right now. Um. Our baseball team went out to, like, Arizona, and though we dropped, like, a pretty fat L to, like, UConn, we exited that first weekend of um, baseball in Baseball America's number one ranking, the first time a Big Ten team, no less a Michigan team, I don't think we've been ranked number one since in, like, 40 years in baseball on anything, on any ranking site, I guess I should say, um... So that's, like, insane, and I'm really – and, like, this is a roster that has a bunch of freshmen on it, so, like, implementing them while also, like, carrying the, like, momentum from um, last June's uh, College World Series run, I think it's great. I am really excited to, when it warms up, to go to a baseball game. I am not will not go now. I don't think they'll have any games now because it's freezing outside, but I am excited to see them play. Um and also softball is doing well, too. They started out 9-0. Um, they have started out 9-0. I don't know when their next game is, but we get dubs here in Michigan is what I'm saying. Yes, and another dub. Natalie Wojcik, I don't know how to say her last name, but she's a gymnast here at Michigan. I just saw a tweet from UM Athletics that she got a perfect 10, Big Ten floor and all-around titles in NCAA Beam Championship, and people were retweeting it, and she's like, they were like, she's the best all-around athlete in any sport at Michigan. So mm-hmm. um, if you get a chance to go watch the gymnastics team, mm-hmm. women's it's gymnastics is fun to watch. I need to, like, get to a meet. Yeah, women's gymnastics, and I think men's gymnastics just beat, like, Ohio State or something. I don't know. Somebody. Um... So, like, maybe both. Yeah. So, like, hang around. Um, Michigan hockey is also, like, doing substantially well. Um, I think over, like, a two-game total against MSU, we, like, beat them in terms of goals 9-2. to two. Uh, We've won the Duel in the G champion thing game, whatever, um, for the third season in a row. Um, we won 4-1. to one. We like beating MSU. Um we beat them a lot. We do. Um, it's a new thing and, like, we do. Many aspects of things: football, basketball, maybe one time, and like <laughs> <laughs> hockey. So we like doing that. Um, yeah, we're just doing. We're thriving. So like, if you have something to, that you want to do or like see or look at, like Michigan athletics are like thriving. And if you like don't want to fork over the money for like a basketball ticket, like go to any one of these other games. Yeah. And like enjoy. The- the atmosphere of winning because football does not provide that often and it's like low stakes it's like high stakes but it's like low stakes it's you know low what I'm stakes saying? if like you're not as like we're all like born emotionally invested in michigan football but like no and one's like basketball too yeah the other ones it's just like fun to cheer yeah. on your school and you're just like that's michigan yeah and you're like go blue Crib Corner, um, we kind of already talked about this just in the sense that we are predicting whether Colin Castleton will be transferring, but just like last week, Josh Christopher has all but committed to Michigan. I think everyone... just hasn't said it. Yeah, basically. Everyone's predicted that he'll commit to Michigan. It kind of seems like it's a known thing. 
Um, and then apparently Austin Davis had breakfast with Juwan. Uh, Brendan Quinn asked him at the press conference, asked Juwan at the press conference, have you, like, spoken with Austin Davis about staying a fifth year? And Juwan, like, kind of gave a non-answer, but it was, like, Austin Davis is, like, a great leader. He knows what I expect of him, and we had breakfast and talked about it a few weeks ago, and he's willing to do what I asked or something like that. So it's, like, he didn't really tell us, but whatever the decision is, which is likely that Austin Davis is staying a fifth year, like, the decision has been made. That's true. We'll just have to wait and see, just like with Josh Christopher. Um, And also with Isaiah, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe just go to up next. Yeah. So we can zoom away. All right. So up next, we have Purdue on the road and Wisconsin. I'm pretty sure that's here at Chrysler. Um, Purdue is on on Saturday, I believe. Um, And then we're heading to Indianapolis, like Hannah and I both. Yes. I don't know, like, which day we plan on going. I don't know either. I don't know when it is. So you're like... <laughs> well, I'll check my calendar. Yeah, yeah, you send me your Google calendar, and I'll okay. just base my life around that. Oh, um, I'll because... base mine around yours, too. Oh, I don't have a Google calendar. Oh, how I do you, have... like, remember where you're going? I just take it one day at a time. Oh, wow. <laughs> that kind of stresses me out. <laughs> I live different. <laughs> um, so... Obviously, it's another Big Ten road game for us, but I didn't think we would perform well in the um, on the road against Rutgers, um, mostly because, like, in terms of, like, hostile environments, most Big Ten teams are pretty hostile. If you talk to any Michigan fans, you'll probably hear that Chrysler's kind of lame. But, um... Chrysler's lame because they make it be lame. That's true. Um, but Purdue will be r- rough, but also they're on, like, a three-game losing streak, um, they just lost to Ohio, um, they lost to Penn State, and they also lost to Wisconsin. Um, those are the last three. Um, and in terms of, they're obviously, like, predicted to win, mostly because of the home court advantage. Um, we took them to overtime last time, that was super stressful, um, but that was when it was at home. Um, our overall, like, team stat averages for the season outmatch them in basically every component but it's still a game that we probably won't have Isaiah it's still on the road but I guess we'll just see (laughs) because I doubted them last time and they made me put on a clown nose and a clown wig so anything else you'd like to say uh anything's possible and I think I have hiccups coming on so I'm trying not to breathe so that they don't like spurt out okay so maybe we should like peace out yeah all right so, um, we'll watch Michigan on Saturday, um, and we'll see y'all later, and go blue. Go blue. Yeah.